This morning, I'm sharing a devotion, not a complete sermon. Why? Because we'll be celebrating some people this morning, people that have served so faithfully for over 50 years. So Pastor Ned and I went back and forth. Okay, what would be the best thing to do this morning? I said, you know what? You know that I'm tired from midwinter. <laughs> so let's just keep the sermon. He said, yeah, that sounds like a good plan. But I think still preach. I said, okay. So we'll compromise on a devotion. So if you are following our sermon series, you realize that We've been talking about belief, life in Jesus. Now, for us to understand what John is writing, I think it's important for us to ask him, John, why did you write or wrote this gospel? Thankfully, we have an answer in John chapter 20. And I will have that on the slide. On the screen here. John said, this is the purpose of writing his gospel. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Two purposes. John wanted us to know who Jesus is. But not simply to know who Jesus is, but to believe in Jesus. So that as we believe in Jesus, the second purpose will be accomplished. And that is, we will have eternal life. And John used the entire gospel to illustrate this purpose. Teaching us and showing us people that believe and people that didn't believe. And the consequence of not believing. But not only that, John did something that is very unique to his gospel. He challenged us on how we need to live on a daily basis. Now, the passage that read this morning, we can observe four things that I don't have the time for us to talk about since I'm not preaching. <laughs> the first one is the necessity of new birth. And this happens to be one of our affirmations as a denomination. Although Nicodemus was a man of privilege, power, and a religious person, yet Jesus looked straight to his eyes and said, unless you are born again, you cannot enter into the kingdom. Therefore, Jesus is illustrating that for us to be part of his family, we need a new birth. Why? Because if you look closely, especially when we look at chapter 2, it appears that John is convincing us that it is not enough for us to believe in the signs of Jesus. We'll talk about that later. But here is a man who confessed, but his confession was inadequate. The second thing is the nature of the new birth was described by John also. Now, a better translation will translate the word again, that is born again. Into, the better translation will be born from above. And this is because if you look at the context 
of what John is writing, look at chapter 1 and even the passage we read. There is this clear declaration that Jesus came from above. Therefore, our new birth will unite us with Christ. And in order for us to be united with Christ, our new birth will have to come from heaven. In other words, what John is trying to say is, this is not an act of man, but an act of God. Now, note carefully that the rebirth from above is one birth, but two elements, the water and the spirit. Now, it's not born of water and born of the spirit. It is born of water and the spirit. Now, Paul described a similar experience in Titus chapter 3, verses 5 to 7, which we are not going to read because of time. Now, when you are born into God's family, something happens to you. You are given a new life. A new life is given to you. Now, eternal life, I know sometimes we think of eternal life as an extension maybe of mortal uh, life or even something that will happen in the future. That is true, but that is half true. When John writes about eternal life, he's talking about a quality, a qualitative Christian living. And that is why you will see that when he used the word belief, he chose to use it differently from other writers. So what am I saying this morning? That for you to be part of God's family, you need to be born from above. And that birth is done by God. And he gives you eternal life. How do we get to this place? John tells us that for you to be born from heaven, you need to believe. Like I mentioned earlier, not just believe the signs of Jesus, but believe that Jesus is the son of God. Now, Haniel, our son, co-preached with another high schooler named Luke about three Sundays ago. And he talked about the Magi who followed the sign that is the star to see Jesus. And he challenged the congregation that it is not, he's not encouraging them to go out looking for signs, but rather the question is how do you respond to signs when God brings one to you? Very similarly to Nicodemus here. He confessed that we know that you are you are a rabbi. Your wonder comes from God. And you, this is evidence because of the signs or the miracles you are performing. He stopped there. John is demonstrating to us that it's not sufficient for us to stop there. But to go further. Like Pastor Nate preached about two Sundays ago. When Nathaniel saw Jesus, he declared, you are the son of the living God. There is difference between believing the works and the person because the sign is supposed to point you to the person. And Jesus here used a familiar story in Numbers 21, verses 4 through 9. The story of the bronze um, snake that Moses lifted up. So brothers and sisters, you can see that it is not enough for us to be religious, it is 
necessary for us to take a step further, which is to believe in Jesus as the son of the living God. Like Nicodemus who came to Jesus at night, perhaps because he was afraid to be seen or criticized by people, or maybe he needed a very quiet, uninterrupted, private conversation with Jesus. Whatever might be his reason, there is something that is very clear here. Jesus accepted him the way he is. When he came in the night, Jesus didn't question, why did you choose the night? But he said, Jesus engaged with Nicodemus, and this should be an encouragement to us that whatever we are going through, however we have chosen to come to Jesus, he will welcome you. But not only will he welcome you, he will address your need in a most loving way. When you believe in Jesus as Messiah, the son of the living God, you become a child of God. Your identity changes. Something new happens to you. You receive the Holy Spirit to help you in your walk with the Lord. Not only that, you receive eternal life. You experience truth and light. You belong to a new community. For John, the word belief, he chose to use a verb form, not a noun form. That's interesting that in the entire gospel of John, about 98 times, John used the word belief or believing. And all through that, John is inviting us to be dynamic and active in our relationship with God. In fact, in his letter as well, he used belief as a noun only but once in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. That's an interesting invitation from John to us. A challenge that for us to enjoy this life that is in Christ Jesus every morning, I need to wake up with understanding. I need to believe in Jesus, the Son of the living God. Every morning as I wake up, this awareness should be one of the first things that will come to my mind. Jesus is the Son of the living God. And therefore today, I will live as someone whose identity has been changed, who has the Holy Spirit in him or her, who has eternal life, who is walking in truth and in life. But not only that, who belongs to a new community altogether, a community designed by God. Friends, today we will celebrate people who have served in many different ways here at Faith Covenant Church. I hope you are encouraged that God is able to keep those who continue to trust him. I believe the people that we'll be celebrating later today will agree with me that they are not perfect. But they have chosen to focus on the faithfulness of God. They have chosen to rely on God's goodness. And they have chosen to come back to him whenever they fall. Will you join them in believing Jesus? Will you join us in believing Jesus on a daily basis? Let me conclude with a quote from Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., He says this in his sermon, Transformed Nonconformist, and I quote, 
By opening our lives to God in Christ, we become new creatures. This experience which Jesus spoke of as the new birth is essential if we are to be transformed nonconformists. Only through an inner spiritual transformation do we gain the strength to fight vigorously the evils of the war in a humble and loving spirit. Let us pray.